right, and the Yahoo Finance House is, is the one and only uh, music icon, Fat Joe. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. It's good to finally meet you in person. Thank you. appreciate it. So talk to us about this new book, Fat Joe, The Book of Jose, a memoir. Why'd you write it? Well, I wanted to tell my story. A lot of our friends are passing away early. The last thing I wanted to do was ever pass away and then have somebody else tell a story the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Also, transparency is important to me. Letting people know about my wins, my losses, uh, and let them know I, I went through dark times and I still keep a smile on my face. You can go through dark times and keep a smile on your face. Let's talk to us about some of those wins. I think we all uh, know your music. I personally grew up listening to it. Talk to us about how you got to where you got to. Oof, relentless, never gave up. I think it's something that was in my DNA. Uh, refused to lose, uh, fell down, got back up, fell down, got back up. You know where I come from, we never even get up. South Bronx? South Bronx, Forest Projects. So we never get up. So to get up and lose it all and come back and lose it all and this. And, uh, and now we're at the prime of our life, you know. And it's a job for me as an elder statesman to just feed the youth and let them know uh, what's to do and don'ts. Mm -hmm. And I'm a believer of learning through other people's mistakes as well as mine. I don't have to use the drugs to know it's going to destroy my life. If I seen my brother go that route and it destroyed his life, you know, I take that approach and I learn from that. Can you believe you're an elder statesman now? <laughs> I'm an elder statesman. Like, where does that even come from? <laughs> that comes from staying alive, huh? Mm -hmm. It's true. And uh, when I was younger, I always say, if somebody would have came to me and talked to me and said, Joe, you don't need these 40 guys with you. Uh, this entourage is leeches. They're taking all your money. They're draining your finances. I would have listened, you know, and so that's why it's so important for me to uh, mentor the youth and everybody who's going through a tough time, just letting them know that uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I love this quote I saw on your, uh, on your Twitter feed. You said, I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up, except I knew I wanted to be rich. How'd, mm. you, how'd you come up with that? How'd, how did you know that you wanted to be everything you are today? First of all, let's put it in context. When I grew up in the Bronx in the 70s, don't ask me how it happened, but it really looked like a war zone, like Ukraine. I mean, the buildings were burnt down. People, families actually really lived in abandoned buildings. Normal, hardworking families. Uh, it was terrible out there. We didn't have social media. You know, the most we had was the fawns. We had, we had the Brady Bunch and the Fonz and Good Times. And, uh, and so we didn't have much to inspire us. But I remember one day sitting next to my friend Louie. I was only 12 years old and I was looking out at the rubble and I was like, not me. I'm going to get rich or die trying. This ain't for me. He didn't even understand what I was talking about. I shouldn't have understand. We never had nobody rich in our family, but I was like, I got to get it. And, uh, and I've been fighting ever since. How do you know, how'd you know when you made it? Ooh, uh, there's different levels of making it. You know, my first single, Flojo, went number one. Who would think that somebody would buy uh, Joey from Forest Project's cassette? And I remember one time, it's in the book, I had my first show. It was at the Fever in East Tremont. And I was so nervous. I thought nobody would show up. And uh, I sent like a spy, a scout. He came back, he said, man, there's lines around the corners, man, two lines. 
And uh, and I came over there, and uh, and everybody was like Joey, 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 and it, it changed my life. That was that was one. There's just so many ways, so many different ways of making it. You know, buying a home for my mother and father was big for me. It was huge. You know, I gave them hell growing up, and we grew up with nothing. And so so even though their home is very humble. Right. It's not like mine. Right. You know, the ceilings ain't as tall as mine. But I tell you everything. If I had to get rid of everything, that'd be the last thing standing. And that's the thing that makes me most proud when I pull up to my mother's house and I'm just like, wow. Mm -hmm. You know, that 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 lets me know I made it. You uh, you don't hide the fact you've you've had some money troubles through mm -hmm. the years. What got you into some of those troubles? Well, I didn't get into these money troubles. Uh, if we're talking about spending too much, spending at, too much. young mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, survivor's guilt. You know, when, when you make it out the hood, everybody in the whole neighborhood says, we made it. And then you believe, you know, their mothers and fathers uh, fed me when I was young and I had nothing. So what do you do when they come and they say, Miss so-and-so died. We don't have the money for the funeral. So I paid for that. Somebody got in trouble with the law. I paid for the lawyer. I bail them out. Um... And just keeping all this, you know, I really walked around every day with 40 guys. So every time I went to eat, it was 40 guys. Every time I went to drink, it was 40 guys. Every time, so imagine, 40 hotel rooms. You, you know, um, and no one, could, no one could survive like that, you know. And uh, so I had to learn the hard way. But that definitely got me in trouble uh, trying to take care of everybody. How do you get out of a situation like that? Well, you do what I did. You know, one night I couldn't sleep. We were in Puerto Rico. We flew down in two private planes back to back, had 40 guys with me, and I couldn't sleep. And when I don't sleep, I feel like God is intentionally giving me a message. And so I went downstairs, called everybody together, and told everybody I no longer had money. And I couldn't take care of them. I couldn't pay their bills. 35 out of the 40 guys were like, yo, this sucks. You, you ain't this. You ain't that. This is our money. So they got rid of themselves, almost like the scene in Bronx Tale with Collagido when Sonny told him, yo, mm -hmm. you keep chasing the guy for 12 bucks. You got rid of him for cheap. So I got rid of those guys, and the five guys that kept it real with me are the guys that are still with me to this day. Um, but that helped me. You know, they eliminated themselves. Sometimes you give a guy enough rope, you know, they'll do it to themselves. You know, people having a lot of money troubles in this environment. It's crazy out there. Recession talk, inflation, people mm -hmm. paying, I don't know, for food. I mean, they came to afford food. What are the lessons? Food is crazy. Food is crazy. I mean, what are the lessons? I'm, what have you taken away? I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Yeah. Right? I got to be honest with you. Uh, I'm doing better than ever. Uh, but my wife just cursed me out today coming over here just complaining about, I don't want to say who, but I was telling him, beyond it, she's upset with the economy because everybody's doing terrible out here. And uh, we have more friends that are middle class to poor, then we have rich friends. And so we worry about them, man, and them just buying groceries. You know, my wife came from the supermarket. She had one bag. She was like $350. One bag. You know, when I was a kid, I'm talking about a baby, my moms would go shopping and do a grocery with $2. Mm -hmm. She would get a milk. She would get a bread. She would get, and still get a pack of Marlboros. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's crazy. One bag is $300. Um, so we got to turn it around, man. We need Joe Biden. We need, uh, we fought 
hard to get the Democrats in power. We need to see what they got think planned they can, for think us. They can do it. Oh, we got gas. I just paid six bucks for gas for premium gas yeah. in my car. Uh, anything's possible. Yeah. I'm a believer. But uh, thus far, um, we're waiting to see the results. Talk to us. You, you're now going through a little bit of uh, a transition. You're now getting ready to host a show. Yeah. How do you, how do you make that transition? Well, it's easy. You know, um, I attribute it to uh, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, Kenny Smith, mm -hmm. Ernie. You know, these guys have played the game. You know, they got skin in the game. Barkley's contract yeah. is insane. I mean, he deserves uh, it. He deserves we it. watch him every night. I know, right? it's true. And so they, they're pretty much the guy version of the Kardashians. <laughs> because the Kardashians got all the ratings. They got the ratings for the guy. He deserves it. And, uh, and so I look at that, and I just feel like hip-hop is finally turning 50 years old. Elder statesman who uh, went through everything in life, and now we can commentate on the hip-hop game and the culture. And uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun hosting my own show on TV. It started and, and this on book IG. is getting and this book is getting turned into a, yeah, a to, to a series on Showtime Congrats. with Kenya Barris and the Terrero brothers. Uh, I have a, a animation with Susan Saranda called the movies. The movies coming out, and I also linked up um, with Lemonade, and we're doing a one-man show, almost like Mike Tyson. Mm -hmm. uh, and Dave Chappelle is introing me. I mean, this is all you know. This is. 28 years of working, of grinding, you know, finally getting Bronx my flowers. Here. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. We've got a couple quick ones for you, a little round mm -hmm. the horn before we let you go here. Mm -hmm. Biggest musical inspiration? Uh, i got to give you three. KRS-One, coming from the Bronx, his delivery, his style, his message, uh, LL Cool J, uh, just being the ladies' man, being he is the ultimate ambassador of hip-hop. He is the guy you want to be your favorite. He's the MVP. And I'll have to go R&B with uh, Luther Vandross. Oh. And so when I wear a jury like this, you blame it on Luther Vandross. Me and my wife used to go up a deck. We used to see him at the show this little in Madison Square Garden. He'd be, and all we could see is his wrist shining on stage. And I'd be like, yo, when I get my money, I'm going to get one of those Luther Vandross. Well, I'm looking at you. You're, you're my inspiration now. I'm like, look, I just got this little this small watch here. I mean, I'm, I'm not doing a good job, but business role model. I know you were into sneakers. Yeah. Is, is a Michael Jordan a good business model? I mean, do you look wow. at him and say, wow, I mean, this guy's just done everything. You know what? They had the marathon in New York, and it was such a beautiful day. I went to Manhattan and got stuck on traffic on purpose. It was such a beautiful night. I got stuck in purpose, and I was looking at everybody's feet, and everybody was wearing Jordans, black, white, Asian, and I said, wow. I mean, the man retired, what, 15, 20 years ago, and his buying power is still mm -hmm. like that? I mean, um, amazing what he's done with the Jordan brand. Um, I, you know, my mentor just recently passed away. His name is J.R. Reidinger. He owned uh, MarketAmericanShop.com, and he taught me so much about business. You know, when I went through my tax troubles, uh, you know, he tried to give me a million-dollar check. He chased me around the apartment, him and his wife, with a million-dollar check. We know, we know they took all your money. We love you, brother. This guy's a billionaire. And I said, you know what? I can't take your money. Can you teach me business? And so I stuck with him every day for like five years by his side every day and learned everything and soaked it up like a sponge. And I'm where I'm at to this day uh, because of JR. Last one before I let you go. If you were not 
here or in music or in entertainment, where do you think you'd be? Um, I would be successful. I don't know if I'd be the bodega owner. I don't know if I'd be the, uh, have my own security firm, mm -hmm. uh, 20 Ubers. I don't know. I'd be, I, I get to the money. I tell you, get rich and die trying. <laughs> it's in the book of Jose. <laughs> no, we appreciate it. It's, it's a pleasure to meet you. And, and really, you so congrats on all your success. Fat Joe, the book of Jose memoir. Get this book, read it, and share it on social media. Thank you.